cream of the crop. We recorded so much panel chat when we got the boys together in mid-June there's enough for a second helping. So, once again, the voices I'll be asking the questions to belong to Don Sebastiano, the Highbury Spy and Guna editor Kevin Witcher. Steve, you don't like the new Arsenal kit? I like the new Arsenal kit. You do like the new I, Arsenal but kit? I noticed that there was a, a growing trend on the internet of Arsenal fans who don't like it because there's no white sleeves. Right. Well, I'd just like to say to those guys, just because we wore white sleeves in 1932 and we've worn them every year since doesn't mean to say we've got to wear them for the next 100 years or the next 200 years or whatever football evolves football kits evolve we reserve the right to wear white sleeves that doesn't mean to say we have to wear it every single bloody year what would it mean if you buy the shirt every year you're going to have 100 shirts in your wardrobe with red and white sleeves get real let's just bloody change it once in a blue moon in my opinion, the maroon shirt, I thought, was the best shirt we ever wore. Uh, and I, love I it. agree with you totally there. And I'm looking forward next year to wearing a dark red shirt with a white pipe down the, down the sleeve. Is anybody going to disagree with I love that. Well, I'll tell you what I'll say. I'll Just say that, get a life. Yeah, all right. All right, mate. I'll tell you what I'll say. Arsenal has to be red and white sleeves, as, as, on the whole. However, what, what, what red with white sleeves. But there was that one kit... When Bergkamp first joined, and and there was Wrighty Bergkamp, yeah, yeah that, it, that had those panels. Yeah, but I like that. I, and uh, the, the nice stripy goon. That, that was I think that's that was one of our yeah. best ever kits. That's a bit similar to this year's. It's similar. I prefer that one. To yeah. be honest with you, I yeah. thought that was a beautiful kit. Yeah. But uh, this one's all right. It could be a lot worse. It's still it it's still Arsenal. It's still an Arsenal. If I've got one thing about kits, is I don't like round collars. You don't. Anything without a round collar is fine by me. Mm. And another thing, if they take, if they make the the, the the piping white sleeve they've got now, and the thing down the side, that when next year when they come back or the season after or whatever, and they bring back the proper old white sleeves, and you know you don't miss something till it's gone. Yeah. So it'll come back, and I'll tell you what: if we win the fucking league or the Champions yeah. League, we, we won't be moaning about the bloody sleeves will absolutely we? well I felt the um, what was it called um, the red current shirt I thought that was one of the nicest shirts that we've had although I will say that I think the club needs an identity we've moved from Highbury the players changed the players loyalties changed and I think the only thing that really keeps us to being Arsenal is red with white sleeves which did, yeah. which which means we look different to Manchester United and other teams I'd like to bring up the socks at this point well, they've always changed, haven't they? They've Why always changed. I quite like that. Back to red socks? No, red socks. I, see, when I started supporting Arsenal, uh, that's, you know, the, the mm. old uh, sort of uh, Charlie George, Sammy Nelson, Bob Wilson era. I don't know why I brought Sammy Nelson into that, but anyway, it was must be because he dropped his knickers. But anyway, there was red, those red socks with one white stripe on it. Brilliant. Love those. Should be red socks, white shorts, red shirts with white sleeves. Why that's we're on Arsenal. the subject, Bass? Why we're on the subject? At the moment, on the Arsenal website, uh, no, we're going to come to greatest players. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. The fifty, and so far we're up to about number twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who did that? There's, there's, been, there's, been, TV there's well. been twenty-eight fullbacks and defenders on there. Yeah, and Tony Woodcock got in the I top mean, fifty. So did Malcolm McDonald for his season's performance. Yeah, I mean, who's choosing those fifty greatest exactly. players? Exactly. Who's, who did the shortlist? And it's if Cole is anywhere near the fucking top twenty, there's going to be trouble. Well, surely no one's voted for him. No. What was it? A vote? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was a vote. Yeah, democratically voted. Well, any, if you, did you have to pay for Arsenal no, goals? No, you just have to, to be a left hand no, no, for no, Arsenal over the last 40 did. years and you yeah. No, seriously, that is a very, very strange list. Well, it's, it's surprising to see Frank McLintock as low as number 30. You're, I've not yeah. looked at it recently. I yeah. cannot believe that. 
Yeah. And Ashley Cole could come above him. Well, the whys and what fours of Arsenal.com's 50 greatest Arsenal players are sure to be discussed in a future podcast. But whilst we're on the subject of greatness... And now, here are the beach girls with Slip John T. He slept with his left. He pissed with his right. John Terry's penalties, they're just fucking shite. See, I told you we had enough good material for a second helping. Here's some more of your views on what you'd like to see more of in the Gooner, read by our panel. A regular David Udo column. That guy is the future of football writing. More space given to the spy for his rants. Less of the miserable suicide moaning which has resulted in me not buying the Gooner anymore. Less crap from the Highbury spy. The rest is great. (laughs) Whoever wrote that, he's a... Don't like Dwight Hart Lane. More Highbury honeys. More regular podcasts. Nude birds. Video. A few more joke pages, a bit like up the arse. Well, buy up the arse then. <laughs> Nude birds. Oh no, I've done that one already, I just thought I'd throw it in. But uh, more piss-taking of our rivals, you Tottenham scum. More naked ladies. We've got a something here from a politically correct, labour-supporting communist who doesn't like naked women, who says a replacement for the spy. <laughs> More naked women. Uh, no, Guna tapping up players, not youth, whatever that means. News of a new signing. More scantily clad females. Columnists with something a bit different to say. More comedy pictures. Less tunnel vision. More pictures of flags. Oh, I'm not saying this bit. It says nude schoolgirls. Who put that in? Or is it some sort of like, you know, that's illegal, isn't it? Well, no, if they're over 18. Well, it wouldn't be schoolgirls if they're over 18. Dress like schoolgirls. I'll put one in. It, it was you that put that, wasn't it? <laughs> you prevert. I think you've got the last one, Steve. Uh, well, we've had this time and time again, and I. No, no. You... You've done that one, haven't you? Oh, fish. Yeah. Fish! <laughs> Letting the side no, choose. There, there is another picture of naked women in. <laughs> <laughs> If there's a theme running through this, it's people want the naked women. to become a... Letting the spy man. choose more photos, which is actually naked women, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. That really needs no comment. But now, for the last time, well, until next season, the Highbury Spy airs his views on the Arsenal board as we reveal what you thought in our poll. Are we happy with how the current board of directors are running the club? And um, what would you think, Steve? As a percentage, who thinks yes? Well, I'm not particularly happy with the current board. No, but I've heard who, they, I've what would heard, you think? I've heard they're going to take dividends, which right. could explain all this meanness of right. spend money, this unwillingness to spend money. I would, I would imagine probably about 25% would say they're not happy with the current board. Right, it's 12%. So 88% said they were happy with the way that the club's being run at the moment by the board. Right. And also, in contrast... Chelsea's Abramovich funded losses. Arsenal's stated financial objective is to pay its own way and live within its means. Do you support this? Or do you want a new investor providing additional funds? Which was a question we had yeah, on the podcast. I support that Loads. Okay, well then... I support that wholeheartedly. But well then you're, you're in the minority. You're in the minority of Arsenal supporters because 92% have actually said, or uh, the people that sort of replied to the, fo- to the uh, survey, 92% said that they actually support Arsenal paying their own way. Yeah, I support Arsenal paying their own way. But with £3 million per match, plus the TV money, plus all the money we're getting from transfers, because we are a feeder club, as we all know, 
Um, who are we a feeder club? Who are we a feeder club? Plus the Champions for? League money. Who are, we, who are we a feeder club for? Then we, we, we fucking should be able to spend 25, 30, 40 million a year and live within our means. I think given the resources we have, right, and we don't have as much money as Man United or Chelsea, no. and given the resources we have, we're, it's, it's we pretty heroic what we're well, doing. Well, we know why we're that playing, is. We're playing the we most attractive football most of the time. All right, you know, Ch- you, you said you thought Chelsea were the best team of the season at the at end, end of the season. At the end of the season. Now, see, I, I, I think you've got to look at the whole season. For three quarters of that season, we were top of the league. Oh, no. For three quarters That's of that season, I mean. at least half of it, we played some of the most attractive football. There was some, you know, some mesmerising football. And, you know, that, that, that it is, it's a bit like watching the Dutch and the Euros. You know, they're, they're, we play, if we can aspire to that sort of football, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with the board and I'm happy with Wenger and I'm happy with the team. And I just thought we were a, li- we were a little unlucky last season. And, and I did say at the beginning of the season, I thought we, when everyone had doomed us to mid-table obscurity, I said we'll be third or better. I'd say we'll be second or better this season. Right. I, think I mean, we will um, improve, and we've consistently improved from Wigan. Just you know, just we're, we're fourth place, then joint third with Liverpool, comfortably third, ten points ahead of Liverpool, whatever it is now. You know, thirty-seven points ahead of Tottenham, and and four points ahead of Man, uh, behind Man U and Chelsea. All uh, only because fucking Birmingham broke our legs and it all went a bit wrong. And that's absolutely whatever you say there is right, Busty. Dead bloody right. So to finish up on the board, Keith Enderman's left since the last podcast. Yeah, and we're in the search for two new men. Um, what's I'm your views free. on that? I'm free. Really? Yeah, I'll, you and, I'll you take Well, a million pound a year? I'll take half a million a year. <laughs> like, oh, 20, 20 grand a year, I'll do it. No, 25. 30, 100. I, I, do, <laughs> I do think, I mean, the reason Edelman uh, has gone, uh, what the specifics are, the bottom line is they needed a money man at the top for a while. Those days are actually gone. Now they need a football man at the top. And we would like to see uh, I mean David Dean did a fair job I'm not his biggest fan but we're definitely missing his um, ability to recruit players I guess that Fritz Beckenbauer is available we're missing David Dean badly ever since, ever since David Dean left the club we've been in the slipstream of everyone else when mm. it comes to forward thinking on the pitch OK Edmund did a great job off the pitch but you know Wenger's Ven- done everything himself and he can't do everything himself he needs someone up there on the board yeah. helping him with transfers. Well, that was Dean was yeah. a great schmoozer. Yeah, Dean money. was yeah. schmoozing, getting yeah. got Henri, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't buy, so why does he need somebody to... We've got to... <laughs> doing our transfers with the third or fourth biggest club in the world. I mean, David Dean... We've got, Dean. Now, we've got someone who's over 80 doing their transfers this summer. Ken Fryer. Yeah, the option right. of David Dean coming back. No, summer. no. But uh, don't forget, I mean, he's the guy... Look, Wenger didn't sign Henri. David Dean did, really. Yeah. He flew him in, he took no, him to his no, house. No, you know no, that's come on, Henri <laughs> was, was with Wenger at Monaco. Yeah, exactly. For God's sake. Yeah. What Wenger does, and if, if what Dean does, Wenger has described him as doing my dirty work for yeah. me, which yeah. means he does the talk with the agents, yeah. the negotiation with it's the It's not an easy club. thing to do that, though. Well, You've got the you, right you, person you, who you, will not piss anyone off, do the right job, because we're, we're not offering big money, <laughs> so we's got to come up with something. Let's not yeah. criticise the man that's like, was Vieira, Henri, Fabregas, you know, well, yeah, um, just... Well, they, they were Jeffers, identified by Jeffers. identified by the manager and then worked on by yeah, Dean. Exactly. I mean, how brilliant is Ashburton Grove, right? I mean, I know you prefer to call it Ashburton Grove, but the Emirates, Ashburton Grove, how brilliant is it? Highbury. Great stadium, yeah? When we were trying to get Aaron Ramsey, mm-hmm. we were in with Everton and Man United, yeah? yeah. We, fl- we flew Ramsey out to Switzerland where Wenger was, yeah? Right. Yeah. But at no stage did I read, oh, he's being shown around the Emirates today, right. you know? 
if, if we've got a fucking great stadium like that and we're trying to sign a player, let's walk him around there. Let's say I you're flying him out to Switzerland, Switzerland this works. So I think we should be criticising him. Yeah, yeah I think that's done a good job. Let's just say. Apparently, yeah. Gary Neville showed him around Manchester United. It didn't work, did it? I know. It's yeah, Let's walk around Emirates. Let's say. More attractive this is where you're going to be playing your football. This is where you're going to be playing your football. It's the Emirates. He does come from Now, you know, not like now we're going to fly you to Switzerland by a private jet. Now, okay, with Ramsey, it worked without the Emirates. But imagine we were going for David Villa and yeah. Chelsea were going for David Villa, yeah? Yeah. They show him around Stanford Bridge. Yeah. We're offering him the same money. They show him around Stanford Bridge. We show him around the Emirates. Well, perhaps we would. Choose? Perhaps we would have done. We would we not offer David Villa the same money in wages. We should use the Emirates as a selling point. We couldn't. We wouldn't have. Them. We don't have the money. And don't forget, we were told. Although I agree with what you said earlier, but what we were, we were told that when we moved to the Emirates Stadium, it would enable us to compete with Barcelona, Real Madrid, Man United. Well, we you know? are competing with Manchester United. I don't see there's, that there's, there's We two, are competing two with Manchester United. United. There are two things to say here. First of all, that is a long-term statement. You know. So the other thing is, that already, already, depending on which set of figures you look at, Arsenal are the third or the fifth most valuable club in the world. Yeah, yeah, we're up there. Now, there's a reason for that, and the reason is the money that will be made. Now, I accept that while this Highbury Stadium development's going on, it's, which may turn out to be a mistake in terms of the amount of money it makes for the club, Times are a bit tight because what's happened is is money which which could have been used for the team has been siphoned off to the building site, all right. With the idea of making profit once the flats are sold, you know. Now, if, the, if there is a housing crash and, and we end up making a Less trifle money. amount, yeah. then it will be in hindsight a mistake. They would have done better just to sell the land with planning permission as they have with other sites. However, the bullet has been bitten and we're just going to have to rough it out now and, and, and wait until that thing is behind us now. It's horrible to talk about Highbury that way, incidentally, but the mm. fact is it's now become a bit of a millstone. Well, I mean, this is going off the subject a little bit, but Peter Kenyon led Chelsea up to collect their losers' medal. Who would have done it for Arsenal? Who would have done it for Arsenal? Bobby Charlton did it for Manchester United. Who would have been that man? Charlie George. Charlie George. Terry <laughs> Groves. It would have been Kenny. No, it would have been Who Kenny Sanchez. Who would have We'd have heard about it for years after. Well, Eddie, Eddie Kelly. Eddie Kelly. If David Dean had been on that board, it would have been It would have been Antonio. David Dean, but then, you know, yeah. he's not Peter Kenyon. Yeah. Peter Kenyon looking very much like you, Steve, it has to be said. Oh, okay. Everyone, <laughs> says Everyone says that. Do you ever right. get stopped for no. his autograph? No. I think it would probably be, I think Liam Brady would have been a good choice. Although, yeah. I'm, I'm not that keen on... Pat Rice. Uh, why can't you let Pat Rice out? Well, he, but Pat Rice would have got a medal anyway, but yeah. a dignitary of some description went up first to get Is some uh, no, no, ceremonial no. Uh, <laughs> silver platter or something. Uh, which is what they, yeah. Quick farewell. Thanks very much, Basti. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Goodbye. And listeners. a hybrid spy. Are we not talking about anything else then? Is that it? No, that's it. Well, that was quick. Good. Well, well, see you next season. That man just never tires of talking Arsenal. If you want to email us about anything related to the podcast, the email address to use is gunapodcast at gmail.com. The next issue of the Guna, number 186, will be on sale at the Emirates Cup over the first weekend in August. It will feature the full results of the end-of-season survey, which will also feature on the Guna website, www.onlineguna.com. It will be there for all to see, for those of you who can't buy the printed issue, due in August. 
We'll be back with another edition of the podcast as soon as we can organise the panel to get together. Until then, this is your host, Lord Ashburton, signing off with my thanks for listening. I'll leave you with Basti, or as he likes to be known recently, Rasty. 47 years, 61 detainted. No wonder that did for suicide. Oh, the spuds are shite. Shit fans and they cock for a club quest. Robbie Keane is the product of incest. Oh, go oh, fuck. I was going to go to the